Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Brent, can I slam you to a table if the Jaguars win? Sure. Seriously? That'd be kind of fun. Seriously? Yeah. What did he say? than jumping off like something from 50 yeah, feet no, in the air. I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll lightly pick you up nice and gently kind of like uh, the, the Lion King when it's like oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and then I'll slam <laughs> to the table. I like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, listen, if the Jags win, the table be on maybe fire? I'll go for that. Can the table be on no, fire? Now we're getting a little crazy because you might it's mess up my hair. Two days later. How about them Jags? Uh, just want to give a shout out to all the fans, man. It's this year hasn't gone exactly as we planned, but you guys have came out every home game, supported us through thick and thin. Uh, there's a lot more of these wins ahead, for sure. Okay. But I actually, like, woke up this morning anticipating what the open would sound like. Oh, of course. So now he's, like, raised the bar. Yes. Like, we never asked him to do opens. Yes. But now the Jags win, something big happens, we feel like, all right, where's he going to go with this? Oh, yeah. And so I was thinking of it from this morning, Casey, so way to deliver. You know what I mean? And, I mean, what is the likelihood that I actually win that bet or lose that bet or whatever it was it wasn't even a bet i mean i i feel like the people won <laughs> i feel like i won yeah <laughs> so now call me rafiki and by the way if you joined in if you've tuned in just to see me go through a table today it's not happening today oh, oh uh, no but it will happen we got to figure it out we got to set the scene we got to i got to do a show at seven o'clock so if i end up going to the hospital because of it i told you i'm not going to slam it right it's going to be a nice little gentle it's going to be like, like a pillow like I'm throwing my puppy in the in the thing of pillows. <laughs> like a puppy. It's all right. I, what I want to do though is, can we go to like down? Can we talk to Tony Khan about going to like AEW way? What do you mean AEW find out, way? Get their tables. I, I mean, they're, they're still pretty thick tables I now. Don't like Shaq went through two of them. I remember. I don't want to use the table that that guy in the parking lot. No, used no. I mean, I think the key when putting you through the table, it's, it has to be collapsible. That one wasn't collapsible. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We'll, we'll find a collapsible table. There's plenty of them. So, uh, the other thing I was thinking is, are you willing to do this slamming me through the table or putting me through the table yes. before your fight? What? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I going through the table? Uh, I might bring you with me. Oh, uh, am I going through the table? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did, did I miss that part where I'm going through the table? Oh, I got no problem slamming you through a table now. All right. Uh, so, it will happen. Yeah. Just a matter of when we make it happen. I'm also going to need you to sign a waiver, though, because I'm not trying to get sued or anything. Well, I was so. thinking, I actually thought. <laughs> Casey, and, and you as a witness, I, I suggest yeah. you, you, you get I'll, one of your waivers together I'll have as to well. Sign because because we're not. I don't think they'll like that. I'm not going to be responsible for this. Uh, yeah. And just let me check, double check my open enrollment. Okay. <laughs> Beforehand. Yeah. Like, uh, so, hey, I'll, I mean, we said, I said it. We'll do it. Yeah. I just, it's not happening today. Okay. But we will plan. Like, we've, we've discussed it. We have to figure it out. Yeah. There's a lot that goes on on a Sunday into a Monday in my world, so the table wasn't top of mind. I'll take your word but for I it. But I won't duck it. Okay. Do you, you got the life insurance policy in line? Yeah. Okay. And, and I'll let you pick the table as well. I'm going table shopping. I, I mean, unless you want me to do it, but I, like, I, I would feel better if you picked a table. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, you know, when 
when you pick your own casket when it's about that time. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, That's true. When it's somebody had a great suggestion too, because I I forgot about the Lion King mentioned there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we have to play the Lion. Call King me Rafiki. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> Is this happening live, or should we tape it just in case? I mean, live, right? So Casey? I had a great idea Hit involving like being mic'd up and all that, but I don't. I only have eight seconds of dumping. And I imagine when Brent goes through the table, I'm going to need more than eight seconds. So live is going to be You going to keep that mouth in check? <laughs> I don't know. Brent, you going to keep that mouth know. in check? I, I've tried to at least envision what this will be like, like what will hurt the most. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even know. I, I've never I've never had to think that way before. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. I've been watching so many highlights, too, of chokes. Do you want know, the choke slam or the rock bottom, <laughs> by the way? Because th those are the two that are going to do, like, the least amount of damage to both of us. Okay. So, so I'll uh, take the least amount of damage. Okay, so I'm going to give you the option between a choke slam or a rock bottom. Your choice, Brent. Yeah. Dealer's choice. Yeah, well, maybe we can have a vote. Okay. <laughs> I think you should let the people decide. Yeah, I like sense. that. Put, um, put on the poll. I like that. I just, uh, you know, if we're going to do this, we're going to pull it off. I don't want to be like a... Um, meme or gif or whatever for the rest of all time yeah, but in we, like a we kinda do dying, show, getting hurt though. way. Now, no, it's okay if I am, but I want yeah. it to be at least like I come back and be able to do the rest of the show. Well, and let's be honest, it's starting to get chilly outside too. Do we put just a little fire on the table? <laughs> I think we do. Just, no. just, think just a little. Just, just a sprinkle but of fire. If Brent. we go back, if we're going to use the, the sound from the show, yeah. I said no fire. Well, you said no fire, but, like, it's getting cold outside. So it, maybe just a smidge of fire. Like, I think okay. you, we have to remember where this came from. Like, you didn't tweet the My whole brain. thing. No, this came from the idea that I said... The Bills fans are stupid. They're dumb. Like, why do they jump through tables? Like, sure. it doesn't make sense. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah, and I know sure. Bills fans. I, I don't know what their IQ or SAT scores are or whatever are. Careful, but I think it's kind of, uh, that's how this started. It was like, this is, like, why do you do this? Yeah. And well, now I'm going to have to well, do it because it, how in the it, hell did the Jags beat the Bills? So it was that, <laughs> and, and then before that, it was, let's be honest, kind of a lack of faith in this team being the Buffalo Bills. So that's why I brought it in, into fruition, and here we are now. Well, here we are. And so let's talk about not me going through a table, which will eventually happen, but instead mm -hmm. uh, the Jags winning the football game, which seriously is inexplicable. Mm -hmm. It was inexplicable how they won this football game. And, and I love the – I said this yesterday from the Duval house, Casey. You're going to probably have, like, players, if they pull this off, be like, yeah, nobody believed in us and all this stuff. It's like, well, you gave us really no evidence to believe in you yeah. over the last couple of years. But you also gave us – no reason to believe the defense would look like this. Yeah. I mean, let me Taven Bryan's been slow playing this for, what, three years now? <laughs> yeah, three years. I mean, nobody, nobody could see this defensive performance coming. I, and yeah. and if, if they want to sit there and tell me about that second half against Seattle, that, Brent, you should have saw this coming. I mean, I'm not buying it, all right? Uh, where did this come from? It was a masterful game plan. A week after, I thought the coaching staff did a, terrible job against seattle they were terrific they outcoached one of the best coaching staffs in the game right now mm -hmm. in the buffalo bills they executed the plan and again just for a little bit if you're if you're really wondering like where did this defensive performance come from the numbers are insane I mean, it's the the fewest points the jags have allowed in a football game since they shut out the indianapolis colts in december of 2018 it's the first time since December something of 2019 that they've allowed 20 less than 20 points in a game. Mm -hmm. Like this was who had this coming against the number one offense in the league, right? This wasn't the Jets. This wasn't even Miami. This was a football team that gave up 
a litany of yards and touchdowns and scoring output to Tua, Geno, Tyrod, and Teddy. Mm -hmm. I mean, this had n this. There was nothing coming for this game that you were like, oh yeah, well watch this. Mm -hmm. You know, the only way you could see this happen is if like Trevor Lawrence had this unbelievable day and they outscored Buffalo somehow. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I thought it would have to be up to Trevor to win this game. Absolutely. And and they didn't that do a thing. That wasn't the case. No, <laughs> no he didn't do that anything. That wasn't the case. Uh, he really wasn't even that good again. I mean, yeah. I think you could argue, and that was against a very good defense, by the way, mm -hmm. and without five starting offensive players, mm -hmm. uh, really six you could probably make a case for. So uh, we'll talk about the offense a little later. But, man, oh, man, you're a defensive guy. I mean, this yes. was a brilliant game plan, brilliant execution. And, you know, one, one stat I brought up last week, 31 games without getting t over two turnovers. And I thought they had to do that to win this game. Yeah. And they did. They got three turnovers. Do, do they happen in bunches? Well, now I guess they do. Now I guess Casey, they do. Casey, <laughs> do they happen in bunches? At least or on just, one Or just happening. one? Or looks do they happen like, in bunches? Looks like it might be bunches. Oh, bunches <laughs> of fun. Am I right? Bunches of fun. So, yeah. I, I mean, you know, on the offensive side of the ball for the Jacksonville Jaguars, let's be honest, there's not a lot to break down from, from that game. But just it wasn't a good showing on the offensive side of the ball. The defense showed up, um, you know, the three, four defense shines and and all credit to Josh Allen, obviously. But this starts with Joe Cullen yeah. and, and Joe Cullen is a guy who, you know, and, and I, I, I'll be the first one to say, you know, I, I, I've critiqued the heck out of this dude. Right. And I think a lot of people um, in this city have. But for whatever reason, when it comes to prepping for uh, a higher tier mobile quarterback, that is Joe Cullen's calling card. And I remember that even from when we played Green Bay. Heck, it was like, I think, 2011 or 2012, whatever that year was, when we played him in Lambeau. And he had this game plan to stop Aaron Rodgers. And I mentioned this before, and it's the same thing that he did to stop Josh, Josh Allen. And it's realizing what we like to call the honey hole. Every mobile quarterback who likes ex to extend plays, they have a certain area where they want to step up in the pocket or they want to step to the side of the pocket. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he can step anywhere and complete a throw. Josh Allen isn't quite there yet. But every blitz, every stunt that happened, it was designed to take away the middle of the pocket so Josh Allen couldn't step up and feel comfortable. When you took that away and he started to scramble laterally, you saw he, you know, he was not comfortable. And obviously you have Josh Allen coming off the corner and Dwayne you know, Smoot and everybody else, so that helped as well. But, like, that was the biggest thing that I noticed from that defensive line from what I haven't seen, you know, over these past couple games is the fact that defensive line got pressure interiorly, which, yeah. was, a, was, which was a great sign. But also the games that they ran, it was, it was all concisive to making Josh Allen feel uncomfortable. Yeah, so it was even the games were pushing it from the inside. Correct. That's what you're saying. Yes. Because I, I, I tweeted this, I think, late last night. I said the two biggest things for me that I saw that were different Mm -hmm. uh, is the internal, the interior push. Mm -hmm. like it was the best game they had, mm -hmm. without question, because then you could allow guys like Smoot and Josh to do what they've really been doing without probably the numbers. Mm -hmm. They've played well. Those mm -hmm. guys have played good football. And then the other thing I saw was better communication. I didn't see guys with their hands up. Mm -hmm. I didn't see 12 men on the field. I thought overall, I mean, listen, there were a couple of plays, but there's always going to be a couple of plays where there's an open receiver and Josh Allen has a cannon of an arm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that guy's got a bazooka, man. I mean, that thing is inc it's incredible when he shows that off sometimes. <laughs> and he was able to fit it in. It looked like maybe Tyson Campbell, Rudy Ford, guys that haven't been out there a lot, maybe were kind of looking at each other like, oh, 
Maybe that was supposed to be me. But yeah. that happens in the course of the game. I'm talking like pre-snap. They all knew what they were doing, and the communication was a lot better. And it was just so impressive. Like, it, it it's really impressive to see them r never really threaten the end zone, Austin. Yeah. I mean, they never threaten the end zone. Did yeah. they run a play in the red zone? They might have early and then got pushed back. Yeah. But it was incredible. Yeah. So that the game plan was magnificent, and credit the players to to be able to execute the game plan. And I mean, can you do that every week, or does can they just follow this game plan? Most quarterbacks get uncomfortable if they can't run up in the pocket yeah. or step up in the park pocket. Yeah. Um, can they do this every week? It, it all depends on the matchup because the fact that you know this Bills team couldn't run the ball, and we kind of talked about that the whole week. I mean, that helped the situation as well, where you knew that you're going to have them passing down, so the point. blitzes were conducive to that. But also, I mean, just the the blitz game that was called. Now, like in terms of coverage, yeah, it was a lot of zone, man. It, it was yeah. two under a lot of zone, and like it was nothing that like the Jaguars haven't showed before. But it also showed to you that maybe man going man all the time isn't what this team is about right now. This is not this team's identity. And what you they saw changed that was last a, week a little bit against for Seattle. sure. You saw it towards the end of the game because what you saw now was a bunch of corners and, and secondary players keeping everything in front of them. And when you keep everything in front of them, you don't have to run with the players. Well, now you know where the ball is going to be. So even if it's going to be a short completion, everybody can converge, you know, fly to that ball and prevent the first down. And that's what you saw a lot. I mean, Cole Beasley had, like, what, nine receptions or whatever it was for 30-something yards? 50-something yards, yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah, much. Yeah. It, it wasn't much. And that was the reason why. And also just, you know, the whole blitz game I thought was, was a great job as well. I think the, the one that Josh Allen had, that blitz, that was a, also a corner blitz coming from Cole Beasley's side. And me and you kind of talked about this a little bit before the show started. But I think it was a great job, of, whether it was Colin calling these blitzes, whoever was calling these blitzes. You know, we know with Cole Beasley he was having a rib injury, right? So one would think that, and you even alluded to this, I think, um, yesterday during the game. He wasn't going to take contact. No. Right? So he they're was getting trying down to, right away. So they're trying to set him up for all, like, these short, you know, crossing routes, these short, shallow routes. Well, in doing that, if you're going to blitz off Cole Beasley's side, give him the five yards when it's, you know, third and 10 or third and 12. You can give up five yards, converge on him, and he's not going to break you for, for a touchdown or even for a first down just because he wasn't trying to get hit. So usually when, when the blitzes were coming, they're from Cole Beasley's side from the slot. I thought that was a great play call as well. Yeah, and it's, you know, listen, it's worth, they made Josh Allen uncomfortable. No yeah. doubt. I thought he ran one time, and there was a holding penalty on the run play. He had run with some success early, of course. I even texted you. I thought the both times that he ran for first downs, I thought they had the wheel route if they wanted it. And I thought one at least, if not both, could have gone for touchdowns. You kind of fixed me on that thought. But yeah. uh, either way, those were two big run plays that he got first down. Mm -hmm. Later on in the game, like in the second quarter maybe it was, he runs and he gets hit pretty hard. And it, it actually, they had a holding call. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember him running much after that. You know, he didn't want to run too much. I think he got, he's like, all right, I'm going to do this with my arm instead. I don't know if he got dinged up a little bit there, if that hurt, yeah. <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. But I remember him getting hit pretty hard in the lower half. And I will say this about the Jags. I thought they hit pretty hard yesterday altogether. Mm -hmm. Like when they came on the corner blitz, they hit him. Mm -hmm. When there was a receiver catching the ball, they hit him. Their yeah. tackling was very good. See, I think they've been a pretty good tackling team all year. I mean, uh, there's not a ton of missed tackles. There's always going to be some. I mean, it's the way it is in the NFL. Open field tackling is hard, but it was really good yesterday. So, uh, 
It's just all around pretty good. I will say this. Why did this work against the Jags, and why could it not be as successful against others? You mentioned it. They're going to go see Jonathan Taylor this week. Yeah. Right? And that's a different animal. They're going to want to run the football. Mm -hmm. Well, they also might involve the tight ends more. The Bills did not. It was Dawson Knox out of the game. It's the first time I can remember where the tight end really wasn't that much of a factor in a game against the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Right? I mean, no, no, for I sure. I mean, no, I when, much. you know, when we were talking about two man, yeah, that the middle of the field can can burn you if it's deep. I don't think they really had the weapons yesterday to attack the middle of the field like they wanted to. Like I said, I mean, Beasley was running all these like these short crossing rep like patterns and these short crossing routes, but it was nothing deep because I just don't think he was capable of doing that. I think the Jaguars understood that. So, yeah, to answer your question, can they do the same game plan against the Colts and be successful? shades of it, but you're going to have to tailor-make it to stop Jonathan Taylor as well, not only in the run game, but also the screen game and then in the passing game, because the guy can do it all now. Yeah, so listen, I think we found out something, though, right? I mean, this is fair to say. Rudy Ford, I'm not sure, is going to play like that every every game, mm-hmm. but uh, the, Jamal Agnew and Rudy Ford's stories are unbelievable. That's a side story. But we know Josh Allen's a good player. Mm-hmm. You know, we, re- we know that. He has been coming on. I, I brought up to you a couple of times and the numbers weren't there. And I'm like, man, I feel like he's playing well. Yeah. He's almost home. And, and everybody, you know, when you're losing, everybody's like, well, better get home. He's got to get home. He's the seventh overall pick. And to your credit and other people's credit, it's like, listen, if you don't have the inside push, if you don't have somebody on that other side helping you, or if your corners are not covering well enough, I mean, you can't always get home. I mean, the numbers aren't going to show. You need somebody to just do their job for an extra half second, mm-hmm. and Josh Allen's impacting the game. Well, guys did their job yesterday. Yeah. Uh, DeJuan Smoot's been one of the most underrated players on this football team for a couple of years, if not more. Mm-hmm. He resurrected his career uh, a couple of years back mm-hmm. when it was a contract year. I'll never forget it. I, I always give him credit because he was so transparent. He's like, oh, yeah, it's do or die, basically. I got to play well or I'm out of here. Yeah. And he played well, contract extension. Jags have re-signed him a couple of times. And guys having a nice career. Led the team in sacks last year, by the way, if you forget. Yep. Uh, and so we, they have good – Miles Jack played really well yesterday. Yeah. Is it without the green dot? Well, I mean, maybe, but they're also blitzing him. Like, how many times we see him get like blitz up the middle? And then, yeah. you know, sometimes Josh Allen would drop back into coverage, much to maybe some people's chagrin. But Not that, on the interception. Yeah, but, but that seemed to pay <laughs> dividends because – 3-4 defense, that's what 3-4 defense does. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fantastic showing from all levels of that defense yesterday. And Miles uh, made a good play. By the way, so they did have some snaps in the red zone because I'm thinking of Miles down near the goal line made a def- uh, deflection yeah. on a play that forced a field goal. So, yeah, it was a long game, <laughs> I guess. But uh, Miles did that. And then Shaq Griffin, and he's not getting interceptions. You're not going to see him all over the highlights. I still think he did. Where was Stephon Diggs for, like, the first three quarters of that game? Absolutely. Right? Yep. I mean, uh, again, Shaq's playing well. He gave up two touchdowns against D.K. Metcalf. I get it. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't pay this guy to not give up a touchdown all season. They paid him, like, <laughs> to be their best corner. Sure. And he is their best corner. And yes. he's doing a nice job. So that, my point in this, Austin, is they've got some pieces on defense. Mm-hmm. But we also talked two weeks ago, anybody I could ask, they're like, this is unfixable until you go the offseason and get more players, yeah. more guys. Well, what happened yesterday is a guy like Taven Bryan showed up as the guy that they thought they might be. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea why that happens. Like, that to me is a mystery. This guy, for 54 games, had like three and a half career sacks, hardly ever showed up. And yesterday, I'm seeing number 93 on like every fourth play. Yeah. Like, why? I mean, you know, I think he went against a team that really <laughs> accentuated what he's good at. I mean, this the Buffalo Bills, I mean, and I'm not taking the way from this defense. The defense played lights out. That Bills offensive line, though, not good. Wasn't good. Not good whatsoever. I mean, I think Cody Ford was back in, not Cody Ford, um, 
the the young guy from I think Oklahoma that did his guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Not Cody Ford, but whatever his name is. Um, you know he yeah Cody Ford. Cody Ford. It is Cody Ford. Right tackle. Yeah. I think he was. So They had missing two guys. Or maybe he was playing left. Yeah, because they were missing two guys, so they had guys interchanging, whatever the case may be. But nevertheless, they had a rough day. the offensive line was not looking good yesterday for the Buffalo Bills. But it's a testament to this team was playing fast yesterday. They, they weren't thinking, and they were playing fast. And I, I think right now, if you're Joe Cullen, that's what you hang your head on going forward. It's let's do more zone coverage. Um, because I've been so adamant, Brent, about what, what this team's Achilles heel is. And, and it's those crossing routes on man coverage because they don't know what, whether to switch off. Well, when you're playing more of a deep zone, l- let them cross in front of you and sort it out. Yeah. A- a- and that's what you saw. You saw great eye discipline. Um, you saw great communication. And then th- that also, you know, transpired up front as well with a defensive line that, you know, was getting off the ball and firing all cylinders. Yeah, you got to play to your strengths, right, and strengths and weaknesses. And I thought they... St- what was interesting is they didn't just drop. Like, we're used to that defense uh, zone coverage around here with mm-hmm. the 4-3, and they didn't just, like, sit there in the zone. They still blitz sometimes. They brought zero, you know, yeah. sometimes. I mean, Wingard almost had Josh Allen. Allen made a great play off to the sideline mm-hmm. and, and found the receiver. I don't know how he even did it so quick. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they... They showed different looks, but they still kind of felt like they were in that shell the whole time where they weren't going to get beat. Mm-hmm. And the most you were going to get out of them was an 18-yard pass play. Really, the worst play they made was on third and 22, the yes. one time, and, and they allowed a reception from, yeah. for 22 yards. That's the worst play they made in the game? Yeah, I mean, there was that, and then Smoot had the missed tackle on Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen's yeah. a, a, an athlete in his own right. They got the first down as well Yeah, um, when, when he scrambled. Listen, they got but, lucky, dude, too. Cole Beasley flat-out dropped one. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So you see, some of that happened. And let's be honest, the Bills did not play well, of course. I mean, yep. if both teams play their A game, my guess is the Bills are going to win the football game. The Bills but, helped them out. They turned it over. They yeah. had 12 penalties. They played very undisciplined yesterday. It, it was a, yeah, it was just, I mean, in terms of the on-the-field product, it wasn't the best game to watch in terms of just entertainment. No. Um, well, it was for us because well, it was yeah, good to see a defense finally do no, something. True, true. But this game shouldn't even been close. No, it shouldn't. If, if you know, it, all things considered, winning their turnover battle, all the penalties that Buffalo had, the fact that the Jaguars only won that game by three points, I mean, hey, a, a win's a win. That's all that matters. Don't really care. Buffalo comes down to Jacksonville once again, doesn't score a touchdown. Well, ah, man. I haven't scored a touchdown in Jacksonville since 2013. Sorry, sorry, Bills fans. I'll tell you with that one. Uh, but at the end of the day, you got the win. But, man. That game shouldn't have been that close. It really shouldn't have. They missed opportunities. But I'll say this, and we'll talk a little bit about this offense as well. Uh, Brag a little bit more about the defense. What does it mean that they've won two out of three? I feel like like this was a good culture win. And it has to do with what you just said as well. So I'll explain that when we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. It's a victory Monday, everybody. How fun is that? The biggest upset by Vegas lines in the history of this franchise. (laughs) That's how big. It wasn't the biggest win they've ever had. I'm not saying that. But it was by the Vegas standard. That's how inexplicable it was. (laughs) That's why I'm going to have to be put through a table. Oh, man. I mean, everybody would have signed up for that. We'll be back on ESPN 600. Maybe not everybody. It was awesome. Um, like I said out there, just the, the fan base has been great. Uh, obviously, the season hasn't gone 
exactly how you plan it. Um, I, I love where we're at as a team right now, though. Um, but they've been out here every week, filling the stadium, um, loud, you know, making it a great environment. And it was nice to, you know, we won one in London, but it was nice to win one in front of the, the home crowd. And um, they deserve that. You know, it's been it's been a while. So that was a lot of fun. And just, just proud of the guys, proud of the city. It's, it's, it's a good feeling. That's Trevor Lawrence. Oof. Thank goodness that wasn't worse, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean... That was all the, the fears, all the nightmares yeah. coming to fruition. I mean, I was out with the kids at that. I usually go out in the second quarter. Okay. It was such a good day, and I love being out there. It was a good crowd, and, you know... It, the, the thing about the crowd is everybody talks about the Buffalo fans, and, yes, there were a lot of Buffalo fans, but there are a lot of Jags fans. The thing is, they don't wear red and blue, and so you don't see them as, as much when you look out from the top. Mm-hmm. You know, again, there were a lot of Bills fans. We've talked about this, and, again, it's a different area. Florida's different. It's a good fan base. They went through the battles, man, <laughs> and they finally have a good team. Yeah. So it shouldn't be surprising that a lot of Bills fans, the Jags weren't good going into that. shouldn't be that surprising. Yeah. But what I want, the Jags fans are so good, and sitting out there, you really understand how loud they get. Yeah. Even though it wasn't a stadium filled with Jags fans, it was still a lot more than anybody will ever give them credit for, and they are so loud and proud, man. They were good. So it was a great atmosphere, but I was sitting out there during that time, and when when he tried to get up and had to go back down, I was like, oh, boy. And we're so far away at that time. I didn't have the TV to watch from the press box, so I I didn't know at that time if it was like an Achilles if his ankle was, like, turned sideways. Like, yeah. I had no idea what had happened. Well, and from the instant replay, it, it looked like a knee a little bit as well. And that's what so people fear, that's, right? that's what I was worried about. Now, yeah, I mean, I was definitely worried, you know, uh, you know, set, I was setting him positive energy. It kind of ruined my day until he comes back. I'm like, okay, so he's okay then. But I, I'm not going to lie here. So, yes, I was worried about Trevor Lawrence. But as he was walking off the field, a part of me, I'm saying just a small part of me, was going to come in here on Monday and say, I wonder if Brett Martineau is going to mention just how he walked off the field. For a rookie quarterback walking off the field, he just did it differently than everybody else. <laughs> and I thought for sure, I thought for sure that was going to happen come to fruition if, you know, he didn't go back in the game. But I thought for sure, like, hey, you got to hand it to Trevor Lowe. I mean, yeah, he got hurt, but how he walked off that field? No. It was, well, what I want to say is, have you ever seen a rookie quarterback come back in like that? Uh, <laughs> see? <laughs> see? You can't shake him. You can't shake him. That was brilliant. Unbelievable. I mean, he played up to the crowd. Yeah. Took, came in. The crowd was savvy enough to see it. Yeah. And then he, he does some sprints. Yep. He drops back a little bit. Now, he goes and begs the coach hey. to go in. They hold on a second. Hey. And then Carlos Hyde ruins the moment with a fumble. Oh, no. Now, th- I'm, and I don't want to be a hater here, the sprints might have been like a five flat. Did you see him running <laughs> on the sideline? Yeah. Might, might have been a five one five two. What did he I'm do? Just what I want to know, though, seriously, is what? What did, what did Trevor do in the locker room? Like, he got an x-ray quick. Yeah. But how did he come back out? He couldn't even know. walk off the field. How you know. did he come back out? Yeah, you know, you get a shot? CBD? Probably got a shot, maybe some CBD cream, fix you right well, like, up. It's not a secret to get a shot anymore. No, it's not. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But I don't think they said that. Yeah, and he know. came back so quick. I'm not. It's like you had all a halftime if you wanted to yeah. figure that part out. I mean, yeah. he seriously came back like three minutes later. Yeah. Which, that was the stunning part. Like, I thought, okay, well, maybe if he comes back out after halftime, he gets looked at. But, yeah. bam, came back out so quick. Now, cool. it was the most Jaguars thing, though, to, first of all, for C.J. Beathard to, you know, for that drop in the end zone. And then Trevor Lawrence comes such in. such a good throw by C.J. Yeah, fantastic, be, though. Be honest. When he threw that ball, what were you thinking? 
And it, it gets dropped, whatever. But when he made those two nice, well, the one throw was arguably nice. You're thinking what? Obviously, you don't want Trevor to be hurt, but. I was like, huh. No, oh, I wasn't thinking. I was that. thinking. No. Oh, what, what are you thinking, Casey? He's I was like, thinking, he's Gardner thinking, who? I, I will tell you, I love you, Jags fans, and I love being on social media with you. But the most asinine comments of yesterday mm-hmm. were, why did they put Trevor back in when CJ had oh, the hot hand? Okay, okay. Are you kidding? He had okay. the hot hand? Okay. Like, he threw three passes and one floated like passes. a punt. Yeah, that one did. Yeah, that one did. I sure. mean, <laughs> like, if yeah. he throws that ball, actually, Dan Arnold might score. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He threw three passes. Can we set No. So, to your point and your Twitter, you're being Twitter right now, yesterday at about 2.30, yeah. Casey, Mike, Mike no, White. I was not thinking yeah. like, oh, my gosh, C.J. Beathard can really sudden, throw the football. All of a sudden, Mike, White, can, Mike White comes in and everyone's like, Zach Wilson, who? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. My fav- By the way, C.J. Beathard can really throw the football, too. Like, I mean, he's yeah. got a really good arm. Good-looking beard. He's got a great beard. Yeah. But the, uh, the, the folks that said because, like, they basically put it in the context of Carlos Hyde fumbled after Trevor came back in the game, so they shouldn't have taken <laughs> C.J. Yeah, no, Beathard that, Yeah, you I'm can't. Like, you guys are out of your mind. No, for sure. By the <laughs> way, most most Jaguars moment of 2021 so far w- was that. Because, like, honestly, the, I wasn't there at the game, but I, I saw it on TV. Crowd is energized. Trevor's walk, like running back on the field. Now, Trevor, milk it for all it's worth, though, right? Like, start fist pumping. Start, like, you know, getting the crowd involved a little more. Some kind of celebration would have been fine, but I get it. You're focused. And then you fumble the football. I'm like, yeah, here we go again. It's it's the Jaguars thing. But to answer your question, Casey, I thought, I thought Mike White. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. He, he has the Mike White gene. Oh, no. He's got the Mike White gene. And I'm like, it's going to be a blowout for the Jaguars. But then Trevor Lawrence came back in and it was a close game. Listen, I think, <clears throat> I think they are. I think C.J. Beathard gives you what I tell you all backup quarterbacks should give you. Mm-hmm. Gives you a chance if you have to do that or even if you had to play the rest of that game. What you really didn't want is Trevor Lawrence being out for an extended period of time because these snaps are valuable. The growth period's valuable, all that stuff. So I just thought it was hilarious. I mean, I seriously was like, you're kidding. And now Casey's going to play right into it today. And he's like, what were you thinking? No, I was not thinking anything. I was thinking, get Trevor back no, on the field. Yeah, as long as he's healthy. Because I was also worried yeah, about, like, don't bring him back out there. If well, he, you know, yeah. so, cause sometimes and they waited you, an extra play for sure, that. Sure, because sometimes you, it's your job as a coach to save a player from himself. True. So, True. But thankfully, nothing became of that. He was fine. The ankle just rested. I said, do what you got to do. But, Casey, yeah, I thought Mike White. <laughs> But then when he came back in, I'm like, all right, good. Okay. I just wanted somebody to be honest. But no, in, in <laughs> I am being honest. No, yeah, I think honest you're freaking crazy. Well, you're going through a table. But listen, <laughs> uh, this is actually like real honest. I was eating lunch when it happened, and I got sick and stopped eating lunch because I thought he was hurt. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is, is it weird to put him in mid-drive? Like, was that weird at all? Yeah, I mean, I, they actually waited an extra play. I mean, right, you, you right. saw the, the exchange after the game, like how... Basically, Urban was like, I'm your coach. Like, he was basically trying to fight me to get back in. Yeah. But I think they did want to just be sure. I, I don't think it had anything to do with the rhythm of the offense or anything like that. I think he just wanted to make sure he was okay. Um, Casey, yeah, at the end of the day, that move right there, that's for their relationship further going now. Yeah, that's good. Because, call. you know, Urban Meyer is here because of Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer stood, oh, I don't know, five yards away from him at his pro day, just gawking at him and staring at him. So, like, Urban Meyer, you know, if you have a, if you have a player like Trevor Lawrence that says, I want to go back in, I have to go back in, if you keep him out for that drive, and let's say it's an interception, a turnover, whatever the case may be, now it was a turnover, so it doesn't really matter, but at that time, um, something bad happens, and they don't get points on the board because Trevor wasn't out there, 
then you may have lost the locker room a little bit. You may have lost some respect from Trevor Lawrence. So you do what you got to do pending he was healthy to do it, and obviously he was healthy enough. Listen, uh, I've been here since 2008. The Jaguars lose that game every time. Every time. Yeah. Because of the Agnew drop, the Hyde fumble, and the kick sequence by Matthew Wright. Like, they don't win that game. That's why I say that was a big win for, like, the culture of what they're trying to do. Now, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to get too philosophical and too crazy about it. But I do, I'm telling you, and I think you agree, and I think everybody out there agrees, that they lose that game 10 out of 10 times every, every yes. year since I've been here. Yeah. Like, because. We with the missed field goal. Uh, yeah. I mean, you should have, because you said it before the break, they should have won the game probably 23 to 6 or 20 to 6 or 17 to 6 it or shouldn't have been close. whatever it might be yeah. but they're not that good of a football team and they needed a lot of things to go right and they needed to make it as hard as possible because you know what the Jags make things hard mm -hmm. like nothing's easy for the Jags and so I do think man the 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 way they're able to find a way and, and that defense can play so well and still make one more stop mm -hmm. like those are the kind of things that infiltrate the the city the franchise the building i think that urban's trying to change and i'll give you one more thing why i think it was an important win for the culture of the team is because i think urban got a swagger back a little bit yesterday mm. i think his i've said this for a month i think that whole situation hurt the bravado of urban meyer of course the guy that knows how to win i said this as recent as last week said they've him walking around the building with his chest puffed out and you know all I do is win. That's important. Trevor Lawrence still has to find a little bit of that, but you see how big it is for him to win football games. Like him just delivering on the mic after probably is big and, and makes him walk around a little bit louder and prouder. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was a big win for Urban, the culture, all this stuff, because I think it also reinforces to the players that, hey, that was a heck of a game plan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we executed the game plan. You know, he was... Remember when Shad Khan said he has to earn our trust? Mm -hmm. I feel like yesterday was an earn the trust kind of game from the players. I'm not saying he ever lost the locker room, but it's almost like it galvanized him a little bit because, like, hey, that was a hell of a game plan, Coach. Uh, Joe Cullen, you know, Urban, everybody mm -hmm. else. We executed it. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see the game plan for Wednesday type of thing. I might be wrong, but I, I got that feel off well, it. I wouldn't mind seeing more points scored, but yeah, but the game plan got you the win, and that's all that matters. I think with Urban Meyer, you saw a guy this past month who was, you know, just beaten down by the outside influences that, that weren't football-related. Whether it was, you know, Shad Khan, his comments, those are football-related, but I'm not talking about off the field and on the field stuff. The Shad concept that was off the field, he's got to earn his trust back. You know, obviously all this scrutiny in the in the media. I mean, because you have to hear that. Uh, you can say you don't listen. You he's heard. It. What we, you've you've heard it. And regardless of how tough your mindset is, it, it will affect you in some capacity. We're not really sure how much it affected the guys in that locker room. It had to affect them somewhat. As things had to change a little bit. So anytime that you can. You know, you, you crumple all of those outside, those exterior forces up, and all of a sudden you get a big win against a team that, let's be honest, you probably had no business being in the ball game with, and you win that game when nobody expected you to. Now all those exterior forces, they go away because now you get your props. Now you win the football game.
Now it's time to celebrate. No, you can't get, you know, too bogged down with, with one big win. Um, you know, this is a play next play, play next play, play next play kind of league. But you might as well enjoy it while you can. And that win right there goes to show you, because that, that win was about toughness. That yeah. win was about was about toughness. That's a toughness football team, right? Well, and you saw it to start up the game. I mean, you know, guys were, were jaw-jacking back and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like at this point you can't even open your mouth and say something <laughs> without getting a penalty, but whatever there. Um, but th- this was a, a physical type of game. And, and maybe in the past, you know, the, the Jaguars would have took that intensity, that momentum, and it would have cost them in terms of penalties. It cost Buffalo a lot more than it did Jacksonville. And keep in mind who we're talking about here. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills, who are one of the, the, the best teams in the AFC, who, you know, brought their own fan base here. So it wasn't like they were going against the Jaguars fan base. It was a home field advantage for the Jacksonville. Yeah. Not, not at all. So take that exterior force out of it. And what it was, it, w- it was a brand of physicality, hard-nosed football, and the Jaguars won that. That's got Joe Cullen's thumbprint all over it. I think that's got Urban Meyer's personality all over it. And, yeah, I would have loved to see a blowout win like anybody would because that kind of makes things right. Like, hey, we capitalize on these turnovers. Trevor Lawrence is, you know, leading us. You would have loved to see a blowout. But at the same time, those close wins, which we've seen so many times before, slip through the cracks, whatever, it's a missed field goal or a turnover with, with, like, five minutes left to go. We've seen how that story plays out. And this time, the chapter was different. So, like, I still feel good after that win because we're so predispositioned to thinking, well, it's going to go bad any second here. And guess what? It went bad a little bit, but it didn't go bad enough to lose the ball. And the Jags, only two wins have come, by the way, on the strength of defense, really, more than anything else, but also two games that could have slipped away. Yeah. And that's like, hey, wait a minute now. We can win a close game. We can execute. Wait a minute. We're not done here. Yeah. All right, fine. The offense didn't get the job done three and out. We'll make another stop. Don't worry. Yeah. Even though we're really not like the Rams defense or even the Bills defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's... I think that does go a long way. That doesn't mean they're about to roll off eight straight wins, okay? Don't get me wrong. But I think that's really what Urban's trying to change. And I think that's kind of, hey, guess what? I told you this before. Urban, Trevor, winners win. Yeah. And almost even when you don't do anything on offense, winners find a way to win. And it felt like one of those games. And so I think I got to give credit to Urban Meyer and that culture build a little bit and keeping these guys together and will it pay dividends down the road i think it will uh, let's talk a little bit about that offense where it went wrong plus phone lines are open 904-362-9901 not just today they're open every day but come on jump in it's a jags win over buffalo it was fun we'll be back on espn six night Welcome back, everybody. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We got Stephen hanging on the line. We got uh, the lines are open, as always, really. 904-362-9901. Let's get him in here on a uh, Monday. Hope you're doing well, Stephen, after that uh, Jags W. Oh, I'm doing uh, terrific. Uh, I knew uh, when I saw Taven Bryan get a sack, I thought I was drinking too much because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't believe it at first. Uh, and given if I drank five more, I probably would have went through a table just to be mean to some Bills fans that were in a FIFA Brady's, but I didn't want to pay it. But it brought me so much joy just to see how good the defense was. Seeing Josh Allen on the sideline look defeated and beated, battered and bruised. But Brent, I got to ask you this question right here. If you were James Robinson's agent and you're realizing this offense isn't really clicking without you, how much is that price tag going up? 
that you're able to get an extension for next year. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll have James Robinson on Jags Report Live. Thanks for helping us tee that up uh, tonight Ask on em. Sneakers <laughs> and Jack's Beach. And, uh, uh, come on out, sneakers, 7 o'clock. Should have a nice crowd out there. James will be there. He, he might bring another teammate, too. That's a, We were working on that, but we don't have confirmation, uh, so we'll see. Uh, but 7 o'clock, Fox 30, or, or out at Sneakers and Jack's Beach at 7. Uh, we'll see you there for Jack's Report Live. James joins us each and every Monday night. You know, it's a fair question. Here's the deal. I don't think they can do anything with James until after this season. They can't even, like broach contract talk but as an undrafted free agent like after this year yeah. uh they can do it uh i don't know why i don't know why that is uh but hmm. that's the way it is so yeah. um yeah i would think his price tag is is pretty good i mean he's he's making like nothing by yeah. nfl standards yeah uh, so um i think they'll probably figure something out reward him for what he's now y you always know this better than me like he outperformed whatever he was, right? He was an undrafted free agent, so he he got some bonus money last year. Yeah, he got some bonus money, but then remember he he missed out on some bonus money because he, he had, missed those two games, quote unquote, an injury when the team was probably trying to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, because we talked about that, like yeah. how that could hurt. But, I mean, but he probably still got significant bonus money based no, on his he, production, right? He probably. I mean, I'm not sure like what the numbers are like now. Yeah, but if it was like when I played, he may have got more off the bonus player performance bonus than he did actually the entire season off his regular salary. That's a f good point, right? Yeah. Because he outperformed by yep. that much. Because that would happen to me as well, but <clears throat> the lockout. Yeah, that's uh, not good. Yeah, Sorry, it's fine, Brett. No, it's okay, man. Every I time still we think bring we it up, should I go back and get that money. It's all good as man. long as you give me ten percent. Oh, of course. Yeah, buy yeah. an extra big table. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put like a posturepedic mattress underneath that table. I'll take the it's mattress. Gonna, underneath it's gonna be the, the softest table. landing I'll of your take, life. I'll take the mattress. It's I was actually thinking, can we do the table like over the pools up at the stadium? That way, I oh. land in the water. After I break the table. I mean... I mean, it's a good idea. Can we pull it off? Yeah, probably not. No, because, see, I mean, it's not a bad idea, but you know who you're talking to, right? You know who you're talking to, Brent? Uh, yeah. You, you know what they call me? Call me? They call me the cheetah cause, <laughs> because I cut so many spots. <laughs> I'm trying to get us a chiropractor endorsement. So <laughs> go. it's going to have to be concrete. Sorry, the pool's a great idea, but it's got to be concrete. Well, I was, thought you were trying to get us a mattress sponsorship for a moment. Oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, you know what? Not a bad idea. I mean, you just did. You just that's a good, mentioned I mean, whatever you mentioned. I mean, unless you're like some kind of pool cleaner, at, I don't know, chlorine endorsement? We could just get all three, I guess, and everybody's life would be easier. <laughs> Put the mattress in the pool. Here's the good news about James Robinson. It looks like... I think he'll play this Sunday. In yeah. Indianapolis, sure sounds like that. He was close, but they just didn't think it was smart. And I don't blame him for not playing him yesterday. If it was 50-50, it wasn't a great idea to play him. Yeah. So he should be ready to go. We'll ask him tonight on Jags Report Live. Uh, but I think he'll be ready to go and hopefully be ready to go for the long run. This offense was missing five starting players. Yeah. How much of that is an excuse? How much can this offense not move without James? <laughs> how much of, how did Walker Little play? Mm -hmm. And how much do we really need to see some better ball out of Trevor Lawrence? Uh, is he playing bad? Uh, and where can he get better? Uh, you know, where can he take this offense? Because listen, they're gonna have to score more than nine points. Yeah. <laughs> if they're gonna win. <laughs> so uh, when is the offense going to come to life? Let's talk about it. We come back four o'clock hour. Jags beat the Bills nine to six. It's a victory Monday here on ESPN six ninety. Gotta love that. Nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. Open lines as always, or you can check us out on the video feeds and chime in there, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. We'll be right back.